Yo. Hey, what's up, my guy? What's up, everybody? Nick Nation. It's your boy, Slizzy. And we got the guy, Mr. Die Hard Nick's podcast in the building. My guy, how you doing? I feel like I'm in prison. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're in prison. I feel like I'm a warden, man. I, I just almost had to kill my kids just now. <laughs> yeah, my my uh, my wife is doing like a like a, a virtual brunch right now with her, with her girlfriend. So I'm in there playing video games. I I just left them their room for like five minutes, and um they're in there like 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 literally <laughs> trying to kill each other. You know, it's like this crazy man. <laughs> like like Hulk Hogan and, oh, and Macho Man. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy man. Yeah. Um, salute the Knicks Nation, man. I haven't, brother. I haven't recorded a podcast. I'll say this is about the third week I haven't recorded a podcast. So I appreciate you um, joining me on the podcast, man. My my co-host had caught the virus. I I didn't feel like, you know, recording by myself. So salute to you, brother. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man. How's how's he doing? Does he have symptoms and stuff like that? He had symptoms. Um, he had a fever. He said he could barely speak. That was the main thing. Oh, I said, um, you know, I, I'll wait until you get better, until your voice come back, and then we could record again. You know, because it, it it just didn't feel right when I record by my, like when I record by myself. It's it's cool, but I'm so used to just talking to somebody, and then somebody deflect the information back at me. So you know, it's. I, he's better. He's better. We go. Thank, thank God, man. Thank God, because I mean, this this thing this thing is um spreading you know faster than people think. You know what I'm saying? And then um, I know you you work for you work in a hospital, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you know, me too. I, yeah. I, work, I work for the city, so you know, essential workers. We out there. We just you know, exposing ourselves and stuff. It's just like a lot of stuff going on, man. So you know, you haven't done a podcast in three weeks, and I've been kind of like scrambling in the last couple of weeks too, man. This whole 2020 has been in the, hasn't been like <laughs> garbage the whole year. Man. Yeah, bro, bro. I've, you know, what's crazy. I turned 30 years old, January 25th, right? Right. So I was with my girlfriend and we woke up the next day and I'll never forget when she looked at me and said, Kobe Bryant passed away. Wow. That was the first no-no of this NBA season. <laughs> like, yeah, man. I think that, that, Kobe, that the- Kobe held the world together, I think, man. Oh man, yo! And, and to think, a couple of weeks—if this virus would have spread it early January and everything would have been shut down, Kobe would have never left his house. So sleep in peace, Mister Bean. Um, let's get right into it, man. Let's get right into it. First thing first, before I even forget, I just looked up a report that Ian Bagley um put out, and he said, "Don't rule out Scott Perry." Don't rule out um mm. Allen Houston for front office jobs. Um, how you feel about that, bro? I'm with it. We we got to keep things in house. You know, I know, I know you've been saying it. And we I've been saying it too, man. We just um, like you know, like they just talked about Elton Brand recently and stuff like that. I mean, like let Elton Brand stay. Hell, is, yeah. you know, yeah. We we got our own problems here to be worrying about, about bringing somebody else and and having to deal with them. We already know who we have. You know, you know it's crazy. When you bring up Elton Brand, let's talk a little bit about Elton Brand. The guy's horrible. Let me let me start off our conversation with that. 
He's terrible. <laughs> um, when you give Tobias Harris 170 million, and when you give Al Horford 100, his dead carcass 110 million, <laughs> and when you trade Covington for for I don't when you turn Covington in the in the Jimmy Butler, Josh Richardson, and you got. You know, you you got Markel Fultz in the fold. You trade him. Now you need another ball handler. Like, I'm good. <laughs> he, he's just kind of just grappling. I'm good. He's just to do it. it, it like, like he's running. A, I feel like like he's running a fantasy team. You know, just trying to like 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 squeeze fantasy points out. But you know, this is um this is the NBA. This is like real stuff that you have to have to do. So, you know, I'm good. I'm good with that. Let him stay where he, where he's at. Let let Philly let Philly um continue to mess around with him. You know. He still got a year on his contract. Yeah, I, I'm good. Once I seen that Jimmy Butler interview, and Jimmy Butler said he didn't know who to talk to when he was on Philly, I'm good. I don't want no part of Elton Brand. Yeah. Um. So this virus obviously stopped the league, and it obviously affected the next season. Um. Are you feeling like me? I'm. I'm so disappointed season. in this season. From the player developmental standpoint, from playing Reggie Bullock and and Mo Harkless over Kevin Knox, from playing Wayne Ellington over Alonzo Trey and Damian Dodson, um, from a coaching standpoint, Fisdale, he was just God, he was so terrible. Oh my God. Um, then you get Mike Miller. We don't know if Mike Miller coming back. The NBA stopped. We don't know when the season is going to start back up. What, like, when do you think the NBA is going to start back up? If it does, and then part two of this question is, if it don't start back up, what does that mean for the Knicks as far as who's staying and who goes? Yeah, man, that's that's a lot. That's a, like a big, big um cup of milk there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, it was you know to to bring it to the beginning, like the the whole NBA season. I'm I'm looking at it now, like like um just just like life. How how do we even start life back over? You know, besides the um sports and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, because like if you if you if you want to start the season, okay, listen, we're gonna start at a certain date. At this point, the players need a training camp again. You know, because everybody's out of shape. We don't know what kind of shape people are in. So these guys are gonna have to go through at least a week training camp or something just to just see where everybody's um you know. Stamina, and then on top of that, like we we don't know if we're gonna have crowds and stuff. So if we don't have crowds, like um you know I, like my last podcast, my, my dad was talking we, whatever. So we we was on we uh, we had mentioned something about um uh you know just yeah I listened to that one too. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, like you feed off to the off of the crowd. Let's say like like um like we we used to chant defense, defense, defense. So that extra you know six man the crowd that gives the players energy. So that's a factor. So if these if these players don't have the energy of the of the fans behind them, then 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 it's not really a season to watch. Yeah, I'm not I'm not interested in watching basketball, basketball games, games without fans. fans. I, the fans make the basketball game. I mean, imagine Game Seven, Cleveland versus the Warriors with no fans. Like, how how dare you? <laughs> it, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Then on top of that. The Knicks is in a bad lottery spot. I do not like the lottery spot we in right now. Bro. I do not want to end the season in the sixth spot because that means we could drop to the tenth spot 
or we can move up to the first spot. And I'm a little scared, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, if we get a top four pick, that means I can, I, we could get a crack at Wiseman, Ant-Man, LaMelo, or Obi Toppin. And if we get like the fifth or sixth pick, then we could probably just have to settle for Killian Hayes or somebody. But it's, it's just so tough, man. You, teams fighting for lottery spots. We got teams fighting for home court advantage. And other teams who wants to be crowned an NBA champion. So this season has been tough, bro. I don't know what the hell I've been doing the past few weeks without no sports, bro. I don't know how I've been holding up. Yeah, man. I feel, I, I feel like a crackhead with no crack. Um, <laughs> it's like sold out of crack and shit, right? <laughs> but, um, you know about, about the season and stuff like that the NFL they're about to do like a virtual draft whatever so you know that that's that that type of thing kind of like will keep everybody together see like the WWF they're still doing their thing they're gonna actually have Wrestlemania tonight everything is virtually but just you know like actually playing that stuff you can't really do it like that so I mean like if they're, if they're really gonna do something they, they should just wait until until everybody's allowed to to um to get back to their normal lives like like I said, do like a training camp, and then forget the playoff seeds and all that stuff. Throw all that all that stuff out the window, and then maybe have a tournament. Because um, that, that's that's what they were they were thinking about, you know, to begin with. Just have like this massive tournament, like mid season tournament. So they want to do it. So do the tournament now, you know, like maybe maybe even just open it up to all thirty teams, and just um just have like um like a NCAA kind of style tournament, one and out kind of thing, you know, and just like, rock it out because we don't have college. The only thing we have now is it's just these NBA guys. So I think that would be dope. That yeah, that was a that was the biggest letdown I think of this year. Like no March Madness really impacted the draft. Like it, it's almost a a point to me where I'm so scared of this draft that I'm really willing to if the Knicks do not get the number one pick, I'm willing to trade up for that pick and draft Lamelo. Cause I'm, I I haven't seen enough. Like Anthony Edwards is cool. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but when I'm hearing other um, you know Nick uh YouTubers, Nick Fan TV, I'm hearing the guy on there explaining Anthony Edwards how him and RJ Barrett is similar, and they had similar stats. And the only difference is Anthony Edwards is more of a shooter. So. Oh man, it's just so tough. Yeah, it, 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 they they are pretty it, similar, you know. But uh, I think I think Audrey might be a little bit stronger, a little bit more stronger. But um, you know, I'm with you with the um, the mellow ball. But you know, we we got through like the first ten players, whatever. Let's say, let's say if we get if um we, we were supposed to be get like the six, I guess, right? This the, oh five. man, I'd be so bad, man. Yeah. If we get the six, but um, like did you did you mention um Cole Anthony in the in on the comment in in your your picks? I don't want no parts of Cole Anthony, bro. <laughs> really? really? And, and it's nothing against him. It's it's nothing against him. Okay. So so I mean, like as as far as like the like um the drafts and stuff, who who do you, who are the guys that you really want like in on? My top three right now. I'm going Lamelo, Obi Toppin, and I'm going Denny. Okay. I kind of like that dude. The Denny's though is the one from from Europe, right? The guy from these. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I'm, I like him too. They say he got a high motor. 
They say he got a good shot stroke. I watched a lot of clips on him. Um, yeah, he's a nasty guy. He got like a like a nasty streak to him. Yeah, they say he talk a lot of trash. I I, I need a player like that. Yeah. <laughs> I need a I need a player. Yeah, like that. Your boy Kevin Knox, man. You know he 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 needs to get out of here. In my opinion, man. If he, if he get like Demi, then I don't want to. You know Kevin Knox can kick, kick rocks at that point. No, no, no. See, see, <laughs> see, see, this is why. This is why I jumped on nothing but Knicks yesterday to defend Kevin Knox. This is why, from people like you, you can. Let, let me say this about Kevin Knox. His defense got better this season, you know, from last season. Numbers show last season 44% against guards, this season 41% against guards. Um, his block rate is higher than Julius Randle. His total blocks is more than Julius Randle. He has a higher three-point percentage than Julius Randle. He's four years younger than Randle. And Mitchell Robinson basically spoke up for Kevin Knox. As far as Kevin Knox is concerned, got to let the kid play. I, if Bro, if you told me that he played a month straight, 30 minutes every game, and he started every game, and he was giving us six points, I would agree with you. I can't agree with that. I I, I, I need two more years. Two more years? Give him two years. <laughs> Give You got to let him grow real quick. He's been playing with Bobby Porter's all season. What you expect from the kid? Right. <laughs> but, um, but just just for, you know, for argument's sake, what, what if we if we were to draft um, Demi, right? Demi right away is going to be the starting um, three. You know, now nah, he can be starting four. You think Randall got to go? Yeah, Randall got to go. Randall got to go. And in the event that we draft Denny or we draft um, Obi Toppin, Randall was the first one out of here. Yeah, gotta uh, yo, I love Obi Toppin, man. Oh my goodness! Uh, you know what's crazy? I compared Obi Toppin to a lot of people like to say Mari Stoudemire. Mm-hmm. That's a great um, comp for Obi Toppin. I like to compare him to a more athletic Danny Granger. Okay. Um, like a prime Danny Granger. You know, because Danny Granger, what he used to do, shoot threes or get to the basket. Um, he he kind of had a mid-range game in his prime before he busted up his knees or whatnot. But, yeah, Randall got to be the first one to go. And it's segue right into the next, you know, subject. Julius Randle, <laughs> this guy here, that goddamn spin move. I had, I still have nightmares about that spin move. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You know, but um, that, that whole spin move thing, man. That that was all Fisdale though. Fisdale was trying to make him into like LeBron, and he really had it gassed up. You know, like you know, starting from that first game, that that um the New Jersey game, that that was that was the one where he where he spin moved right underneath the basket and got a steal and all that. We end up losing the game. But I mean, I think that all was Fizdale trying to make him like this go-to guy. We weren't running no offense or nothing. But you know, as soon as we got rid of Fizdale, after like a week or so, Randall started becoming, um, you know, who he who he was before he got here. You know, like he, he um, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. You showed the Brooklyn Nets no respect. You called them the New Jersey. 
it's, I, I have no respect for the Nets, man. I, like I, I can't. You know, that's that's like a whole another another show to be to um to to even talk about. Because, I mean, like the Nets, they have, they yeah, you know, the Nets have no soul. I don't I don't care what any Nets, Nets fans say about anything. You know, they traded away their um not a trade away. They 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 cut their coach. You know, right in the middle of a playoff run. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 um that just tells you right there. Like even before all of that, when we when they went and got um you know uh. Uh, the guys from Boston, the um, Paul Pierce and, and Kevin Garnett, right there. That's so that because um those those guys hate New York. No matter you know they hate New York so much, and you went and got them and brought them here, and then uh, then gave them a microphone and allowed them to to say to talk junk about New York and the Knicks. I, I, that everything about the Nets right now in Brooklyn is just it's just like um like I just don't want to I just don't want to hear about it. You know what I'm saying? They they sold their soul just just to be better than the Knicks. So. You know, I don't want to hear nothing from any Nets fans if they even exist. You know. Oh man, Brooklyn Nets, man. <laughs> but um, you know. Yeah, but you, you was you was gonna get at it, get at that R.J. Barrett thing, right? Yeah, you know, an article comes out, you know, and a lot of people was defending Julius Randle. You know, they were saying he was putting up good numbers, and yeah, he's putting up good numbers. Me and you. We both agree, yeah, he's putting up numbers. But me and you also watched every game this season. And if you watched every Nick game this season, your first thought is get Julius Randle away from R.J. Barrett. <laughs> get that yeah. man away from – I can't count how many screenshots I have of him spinning into the paint and R.J. Barrett is clapping for the ball and he just does not pass him the ball. Um, yeah. Before I even talk about the article, Randall and Peyton passes to each other 29% of the time. And LeBron passes to Anthony Davis 18% of the time. So you already can see where I'm going with this. Now, the article states that some teammates, including R.J. Barrett, did not like Randall over-dribbling into double teams and not passing the ball. Basically, ball hogging, and that's an indictment on Randall, and that's an indictment on the management office. You gotta, you gotta scout these things. You gotta know these things. I feel like Randall was better in New Orleans because he had guys he respected, and all we have over here is young guys, and. He's not going to pass the ball to R.J. Barrett. Of course he's going to defer to Drew Holiday. Of course he's going to defer to Anthony Davis. So when I read this article, I'm like, okay, Randall's out of here. That's for sure. So now you got to look up some trades. Have you? Do you read Jonathan Macri's mail letters? Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't actually read anybody's stuff. So... Mm-hmm. That's, that's like a whole other thing for um for me. So go ahead. So Nick's film school in his film letter, he basically said he basically laid out some trades for Julius Randle. You know, one of the trades that I really liked was Nicholas Batum and Malik Monk for Julius Randle. And I know Malik Monk is indefinitely suspended, but I care less because the Knicks can release him. But Nicholas Batum makes twenty million, and Julius Randle makes about nineteen million, I believe. Twenty million. Yeah. So, like- yeah. So, you know, just getting Julius Randle away from RJ Barrett, I think, would be best for both parties and best for the team. 
Um, I think Kevin Knox needs more shots. I think Mitchell Robinson needs more shots. I think R.J. Barrett needs a bigger role on this team. I think Frank Lillikina needs the handcuffs off him and not play with freaking Alfred Payton. And, oh, my God, this guy cannot shoot a three for nothing. But how do you feel about um, the article and, you know, Julius Randle fit with R.J. Barrett? Well, you're right, though. Like, well, um, you know, you, you mentioned um, nothing but Knicks. I was on nothing but Knicks, um, you know, like in the beginning of the season. So anyway, in between, like, um, you know, after the show, or whatever, one of the he had one of the guys, you know, in like the the back kind of like lobby thing that they have going on. So he so he he made, he mentioned that um that word is going around that R.J. Barrett is mouthing off a lot in uh in like um practice, the locker room and stuff like that. He's trying to take on a, a role because. He knows that that he's going to be the face, so he's been throwing his word out there. And then, like what, what he was saying was that that he basically called out Julius Randle in front of everybody, you know, because Julius Randle's the highest paid player. Like you know, like like we all know, highest paid player, you know, highest uses, always dribbling. He wants the ball at certain spots, but but um, RJ Barrett put him on put him on the spot constantly after every game. You know, because you know he he just like some like like some days he'll take plays off, or some days he wants the ball, some days he doesn't want it. And then sure enough, right right after right after that 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 little thing, like um like uh, um, Randall kind of went into like a shell where he was like not as aggressive like on purpose. So I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. If, if we if we could trade him, it would be great because he he kind of has these these deep personalities. You know that that um they're real that's not really conducive to winning, especially if he's gonna be your number one guy. So if we could trade him, I'm with it. You know, but. I really, I really don't like Batum at all. You know, you know, I don't, I don't mind Monk because I think Monk has, um, has potential. But, um, but this guy, um, you know, for the, for the money and for the years, I think he got a couple more years left, Batum. Nah, no, he don't. He got a, um, his contract is up, uh, next season, actually. Not this season, but the next one. Yeah, twenty twenty one. His contract is up. Mm, I, I don't know if I get if I can stomach him for, because I mean he's um he, to me he's right at this point he's not as aggressive as he was in Portland, so he's just like he's just like Kevin Knox basically, older Kevin Knox. <laughs> I mean for me, he doesn't ha- he doesn't have to play. Um, he could just be a mentor. I mean he's French. Yeah. Him and Frank Nilakina. Um, I could imagine if we got Killian Hayes and you know getting Nick. You know, Nicholas Batum in the locker room should be needed. I wouldn't mind him. I, I I know Dan I know for sure the Knicks and Leon Rose is definitely gonna call Carmelo Anthony. So I know Portis is gone. <laughs> Portis is a given. That should he's he's gone, man, big time. It, 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 yeah, I don't need to see him in another game in the Knicks jersey like ever again. I don't oh my God, his defense is so bad. And he just shoots the ball. I hate people I, I hate when these fans, Nick fans who's older than me, who's like 40, 45 years old, 50 years old, who hate Frank Nilakina because you come from an era where defense was needed. Yeah. You need defenders. And I was on there, I'm arguing with some with a guy named Angie, and he tell him he told me that nobody cares about defense no more in the NBA, and I'm like, what, bro? Every <laughs> final team is top five in defense. Yeah, but that, that argument is so corny, man. Like when people say, oh yeah, well, they, they don't play defense nowadays, you know, you know that 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 argument to say the re- for the reason why that you don't like Frank Nilakina, that's like the dumbest argument, you know. But you know, I, but on the, on the other hand, I, I am one of those guys that are against um, 
that are, that's not really a fan of Frank. But, you know, for the same reason that I'm not really too enthusiastic about Knox or um, there's another guy too that we got. Because, I mean, they, they all have the same kind of personalities. Like, they're all putting in the work. You know, they're, they're like um, behind the scenes, everybody's saying the same thing, that these guys are the first and last to lead the gym and all this other stuff. They're putting a lot of extra work. But um, there's just something in the, in between their eyes that just doesn't click. They both of them have that deer in the headlights look. I mean, I just to me that that's, that just doesn't um doesn't rock with me. It, it could be because they're too young still, you know. I mean, you know, Frank got the whole thing with the French thing, you know. But but you know, you made a point too that um that let's say if we was to trade for Batum and let's say if we was to like draft Killian or whatever, you know, so then he would have more countrymen on on the team to make him more comfortable. But you know, just all, all this whole thing, you know, together mixed up in the pot is just like I, I don't want to be catering to people, you know. I, I just, I just want to. We, we got to cater to this roster, and the only person that we really should cater to really is, um, is uh, Barrett. You know, Barrett is the, he's the he's the one. You know, not, not necessarily if he's gonna be the go-to guy or whatever, whatever thing you you can have in your mind. It's, it's just that he's gonna be the one, basically, like as far as like his worth ethic. You know, just um the strength and everything that whatever we need to be, we need to be. Um, circulated around him. So, you know, trade in Randall, you know, all this other stuff, all that stuff ties in. And the center point is, uh, is RJ Barrett, man. Yeah. I, I, I believe that James Dolan want, don't want to poison his part two. And the first thing you do, you pay Frank. You pay Frank Nalakina. $9 million per year or $8 million per year. If R.J. Barrett loves Frank Nilekina, you make sure you keep him. Point blank, period. I got an issue, bro. My issue is you haven't mentioned another guy, Mitch Robinson. Um, yeah. I'm really sick of you guys calling him Mitch Robinson. No, no. That, 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 I, was, I was trying to think think of the, the third player it was Knox uh Frank and uh I couldn't get it get his name but it's definitely Mitch Mitch is another guy he's just like some some days he he plays hard some days he doesn't but and, and they, they say the same thing behind the scenes these guys are putting in all the work but so there's something in between the eyes that's not really like clicking you know what I'm saying everybody keeps saying that you know Mitch oh he doesn't know how how talented he is that can only go so far because if if he if he's still on Whoa. he doesn't know his potential then um we got to start looking to replace him too you know you know what's crazy? I told people, I'm like, look, man, I don't want a dark-skinned Rudy Gobert on my team. Because I see what Rudy Gobert do in Utah. He can't get out the first round because he can't score. He cannot shoot the ball. Yeah. And in today's NBA, your center has to shoot the ball. And I've seen countless playoff series and countless playoff games where a center who can't shoot don't play in the fourth quarter. I've seen it. So, Mitchell Robinson, I understand that he's second in the league in blocks. I understand he broke Will Chamberlain record for field goal percentage. I don't care. That's given. Like, that's regular for Mitchell Robinson. If you're a Knicks fan, you watch Mitchell Robinson every day, you're like, man, that's regular. Dunk, regular. You can't do dunk, dunks and lobs in the playoffs. And that's my beef with Mitchell Robinson. If I'm going to give him a max contract, whatever he's garnishing for, $20 million or whatever, he has to shoot the ball. And him shooting the ball will make R.J. Barrett a better basketball player because now R.J. Barrett has more space to get into the paint. This is the issue with the Randall and Mitchell Robinson front court. None of them can't shoot. So, you know, it, 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 it's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. 
I'm just staying positive. Um, I read reports where Kevin Knox is lifting weights. All of all of the kids is basically working out. Um, RJ Barrett got a little gym near him, so you know they could go to the gym, put up shots. Um, what's your optimism on, on if if the season? Let's say the season do come back. What is the starting lineup that you see is put out there <laughs> <laughs> when they when they come back? I don't know, man. Like, like if I don't, I don't know, man. Because it it really depends on the circumstances, you know. Like, let's let's say if they come back and um, see, like, well, first of all, like if they come back, they can't really like finish the season. You know, it's just like so many different questions. Because I mean, they they can't come back and then just waste a month playing because because let's let's say, let's say if they come back in in like um, June, that's what it's gonna look like. Because April's gonna be gone. Let's say May. They say they come back in May. They can't have a month waste a month playing a season. You know what I'm saying? Because then you're going to start um, dripping into June and July. And, uh, you know, like the way things are going, things might not even start till June. So you can't really be playing games like this because you still got – we still got to run the draft. You know, there's so many different things. And then plus we have next season. Next season usually starts in October. Everything is going to be put back. So, you know, that that all that plays in, in, into into thing. But, um, but you know, depending on what happens, we, we just got to continue just doing what they've been doing, just playing like – like um. Like their best players, whoever's um bringing it, whoever's playing well, that's 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 what they got to do. We can we can't be doing um favors at this point, you know, because I mean the year is, you know, year is over really, you know. I mean, you right, you definitely right. Yeah. My, the only thing is you can't jump straight into the playoffs without no regular season games. I I don't think that's happening. Just off the fact that these dudes got to warm up. Like they gotta get the chemistry going again. You gotta play some type of game. You gotta play games before playoff games. You can't tell these guys, okay, drop them in the playoffs, and they're gonna give it a hundred percent. Like it wouldn't be good product. Uh, me as a person who pays for media streaming and, and stuff to watch the Knicks, I I, I don't, I wouldn't want to see that. Me personally, so, what um, about like a like a second preseason kind of thing? Like have like five games where they just have basically another. Because I mean, it's been so long that these guys they got to They like you know we, we mentioned it earlier. They they just got they have to have some kind of training camp or something because you know they, they, nobody's have been have been able to see each other. You know they all been practicing by themselves. So you don't know you don't know if like say Mitchell Robinson be eating too many donuts. You know what I'm saying? You don't know if Julius Randle's eating too much. Um, you know whatever. You know. So I mean, there's got to be some kind of transition point. So I don't, I, you know, truthfully, I just don't know how they're gonna do it. You know, if they if they're gonna resume the season, I mean, you know, the the those games are not really gonna be that great. You know, because these, like I said, these guys are not really haven't been playing. You know, so it's it's just it's just weird. I just don't know how they're gonna do it. I really don't. <laughs> oh man, yo. And, and you know what's crazy? Like being a Nick fan and. You watching this season, you just you just hope that Leon Rose can just turn this thing around. Thank God that we don't have Steve Mills no more. Yeah. No more boneheaded decisions. No more trading first round picks. I'm sick of the nonsense. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of the bad media press about James Dolan too. Yeah. That is so annoying. I'm tired of people talking bad about James Dolan. Leave that man alone. I think I cursed a bunch of people out. The day when James Dolan contracted the virus, people was on um, 
Twitter saying, oh, I hope um, James Dolan passed away. Ah, ah, knock on wood. And I'm cursing them out. Like, this is why Knicks never get nothing because you guys are so negative. You're so hard on the players. You got to tone it down a little bit. So, for example, things that don't get reported by Woj right now on Twitter. James Dolan is defending the New York Rangers right now from a post about racial slurs that was thrown at them in a PR statement. So it's just certain things that the media chooses to cover and chooses not to cover, and it's kind of annoying. But you got to stay positive. You got to stay optimistic. Um, yeah. Any Anything else, brother, you want to speak about before we get out of here, bro? Anything. It could be anything. Well, you know, to connect, to connect what you just said, you know, we um pe- people don't realize how powerful that their, their, you know, the words that they say, the thoughts that they put out there, even if it's just joking, like, like you know, to – to, to even think that they're saying that you hope that that Dolan drops dead, you think that's funny? You know, if you think if you think that's funny, something's completely wrong with you, man. You know, and you know you tie all this stuff into fandom and and just uh all those different things. So like like let's say if you, if you talk this way and you act this way, then you deserve you deserve nothing but what we've been getting the last twenty years, you know. And then you know the the reason why yeah. things are changing now, you know, with the Knicks as far as like you know all our draft picks and you know we we, we do have a positive thing going. What's been happening? You know, I've said it plenty of times. It's because of us. You know, we were out there talking about the Knicks. You know, we're, we're, our voices are getting louder than the media at this point. You know what I'm saying? So we're, we're in control. You know what I'm saying? So we just had to stay positive, man. You know, because um the, the fans, I mean, the players cannot play without us, you know, and and um, we, we can't exist without them either. You know what I'm saying? So we're all connected. So we got to keep that connection. And, um you know, like when, when, we, when we're talking about Elton Brand, all this stuff, you know, Leon Rose, Leon Rose, even though he's, he's, he wasn't in the organization, he's still connected, you know, through um through all the, the, the you know, the ace and stuff like that. He still was always connected with the Knicks behind the scenes for, um, you know, for, um, for you know, because of uh, whatever's um, the, the management company with the, I forgot, I keep forgetting, it's the CAA, what, CAA, CAA company. They always been rumored that they were behind the scenes making, you know, making moves for the Knicks behind the scenes and stuff. So all we, we, we've been connected this whole time, you know what I'm saying? So Allen Houston. You know all this, all these different guys. We just got to keep everything tight, and then just ride the storm because you know whatever whatever good is going to happen for us is not going to happen right now. It's building up until next year and, and keeping going. But you know, like you said, we just got to stay positive. Everybody got to stay together, and we and we just got to wait because you know good things are going to come. And it's you know, but you know our time is not now. Our time is really like next year and the year after. Yo, oh my God, next year. Next year, next year is the most important year for the Knicks in the past 21 years, bro. Next year is so important. This is why this draft, I'm just praying to God that the lottery gods say, Nick fans, enough suffering. Yeah, we can't miss, we can't, uh, swing and miss on this draft, man. We, got, we definitely got to get a player that's going to stick right next to RJ, you know? We can't have a guy that's gonna be like yes. you know like like your boy Kevin Knox we can't have a, a draft pick this that we need to wait two years to we need somebody to come in there bam this guy is gonna pencil him to be in the spot yeah. You know? yeah bro I'm Frank Nilakina Kevin Knox I love my two boys those are the only two broad projects I'm good with yeah. on this team this draft pick you gotta he gotta drop in the starting lineup and he gotta be ready to go 
I got to see 18 again. Yeah. <laughs> out, the gate, out the gate. I'm going to be very critical of who we draft. This is why I don't want to kill Ian Hayes. This is why I don't, I don't want no guy that don't scream. He could be some type of all-star. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want Killian Hayes, but he don't got that it factor. That's why I'm comfortable saying, okay, Anthony Edwards, R.J. Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, Frank Nalakina. All right, I could, I could, I could go next season with that. You, you might have to go get a Chris Paul trade to go get me a veteran point guard, but I, I, I could live with that. Um. LaMelo Ball, Kevin Knox, Mitchell Robinson, Frank Nilakina. Now, do you go get me a shooter? Do you go get me Bogdanovich? Do you go get me Joe Harris from, from the Brooklyn Nets? Like, it, it's so many things that could happen. But just staying optimistic. Um, any final words for the people, bro? Let's get out of here, bro. I, mean, I, I think we touched on a lot of stuff. Yeah, we, we, we touched on a lot of stuff in this, this little 30 minutes, man. Now, you know... Just want to tell everybody to keep keep supporting. You know, like you said, you, you had took like a little three week, you know, absence from from recording. You know, I've been a little slow myself. You know, but you know, guys, keep listening because you, know, you know you yeah. know everything is happening. This is virus, coronavirus, a lot of stress. That's some, that's one thing that we haven't really talked about. The stress, mental stress. You know, it's worrying oh, stuff. You know, yes, a lot of people's families are affected. You know, everybody at my job, it seemed like every day, left and right, somebody's getting sick or coming down with a couple of people passed away. All kind of stuff is happening, man. People are dealing with a lot of stuff. So just, you know, keep rocking with us. Keep listening to us, man. We're going to keep doing the best that we can to keep putting stuff out for you guys, man. Yeah, man. Um, Dog, Nick, my guy, I appreciate you joining me on the podcast. To everybody who's... Who have a family member who's affected by this virus, somebody who passed away by this virus. God bless you. I hope you get better. Um, boil a pot of water with some steam, put some garlic in it, some orange pills. Yeah. It's going to clear up your your sinuses. It's going to kill a virus. That's what I do every day. Yeah. Um, next, I hope you can do that. That's something new. If you've never heard that before, that's something new that yeah. um, uh, OG taught. Yeah, so, that's definitely something um, you should do. They, they they even sell like the handheld joints too that you could put to your face, the um, the steamers and stuff. Yep. So look into that. You know, one one thing to be out of here. I just oh, I just okay. want to tell you I appreciate you. Um, you know, always hitting me up about about doing these podcasts, man. Because you know, not not for nothing. Behind the scenes, there's a lot of like you know like like Hollywood stuff going on. People thinking that that they're they're bigger than they are and stuff. You know, it's kind of like. Almost like a little bit of like media, you know, New York media stuff going on with the podcasters. So whatever, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that that, that just you still the same guy, you know. <laughs> you, you know, it's crazy. Um, this is why I salute um, Jonathan Nagri. I salute guys like Spencer Perlman. Um, I salute Alex Collins. I salute guys who join me on the podcast. God up next, um, because. You know, I've I've too have gotten the Hollywood treatment. I'm not gonna say about who. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling to blow some of these guys up, man. Cause I mean, like we we all just like like podcasters. They we nobody's nobody's like millionaires and stuff like that. So you know, it's cool. People can carry themselves the way they want to. But you know, like like you saying, I, I appreciate Macri too. Cause you you hit Macri up, he's gonna hit you up like 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 um like you guys are boys and stuff. That's the way. That's the way it should be because we we family, man. You know, we we all here like everybody's really Nick fans. We know we're not just like BSing. So, you know, I, I pre- like I said, I appreciate. It. I just appreciate you guys. 
Yo, anytime, brother. Um, Knicks Nation, I salute you guys. Dog Nick Podcast, I salute you, brother. Mm-hmm. Join me on this episode. State of New York Knicks Podcast. Die Hard Knicks Podcast. Salute to everybody. We out of here. Peace. Yeah, man. Peace.